Cricket Life Stories with me, Neil Kagram, and today we're joined by Reese Topley. Reese, thank you very much for your time today. It's all good. Um, let's dive straight into it. Your father played first-class cricket mm. for Surrey and Essex. Was cricket always an inevitability then? Um, I think it'd have to be because uh, a lot of people don't know that my uncle also um, also played for Kent. So, you know, cricket runs deeply in my, in my family and. You know, any time I look back to when I was younger, all I can think about was there was a, a cricket bat or a cricket ball in every room, and, and we always played. So I guess, yeah, from from a very young age, I was always sort of pushed that way to to cricket, even though there was other distractions like football and rugby. But I think my family really wanted me to sort of follow in everyone's footsteps. So do you remember you kind of like your first game, etc.? Yeah, I, I think I remember my first game at about seven or eight. Um, it was a game of terrier cricket at Colchester Cricket Club. Um, I just remember being not as good as everyone else, to be honest. I started off playing a few age groups up and, yeah, I, I think it was a real shock, the first game, because you go to, from softball to a hardball. Sure. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a frightening experience because everyone was doing everything so, so much quicker than me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I stuck it out for that year and I think I had a, a lot of fun. And where did your talent first get spotted? You know, I know you came through the Essex youth system. Yeah. Um, was it through your club side or was it through your schooling? Um, I, I think it's pre pretty strange, to be honest, from my perspective, is that I, you know, I, I played a lot of sports and then I just remember cricket was, uh, had this pathway that was obviously the Essex youth set up. Um, but I just remember was it through your father's influence? Uh, no, no, I was just living in Essex, so um, that, that was the nearest county. Um, but like, I, I just remember it was playing like age groups, and then suddenly I was playing years above, and then I got my opportunity in the second team, and then the season after I got my opportunity in the first team, and it just happened, you know, pretty quickly. It was sort of every year was another step, and um, you know, I was still at school when I was playing, and, and suddenly. You know, I was preparing for exams, and then almost overnight, it was well. This is what I do now. And so, how old were you when you first played for the second team? Uh, I think I was fifteen or sixteen. I can't remember. So around um, when you did your GCSEs, yeah. Basically. And then uh, I think at seventeen, I got my first first team opportunity, and that was off the back of some preseason friendlies and um, you know just bowling all right on the the preseason tour, but. I mean, yeah, it happened so quickly. And, Did and you feel ready at the age of 17? To be honest, I, I, I didn't think anything of it. It was just, you know, same same game, but just different opposition. And, you know, almost, I was a bit naive in the sense that I don't follow cricket avidly. That, you know, someone would come out to bat and, to be honest, I, you know, I'd just take them at face value. Because, you know, some people read up on the game and they think, you know, this guy's done this in his career and it's unbelievable. Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm pretty naive in, in, in terms of the opposition. and But I think that's a strength as well because it's just... That's, that's youth, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it you, know you don't have that kind of preconceptions. You just roll with it. Yeah. No, and I, th I think that was something about being young. But it's something that I found out because I was young, that's what I did. And I think it's actually good the more you actually get involved with cricket and you play against these people a lot. And you might have someone that performs well against you, but it's almost it's good to have that naivety of 
well, you know, it's a, it's a new day, anything can happen and, you know, what he's done in his career doesn't actually mean much to, you know, this innings and stuff. So I think that was something that I did naturally when I was young, but I've sort of tried to take that forward as I have got older. So you mentioned um, at 17 you, you, you broke in, but talk me through the incident with Kevin Peterson yeah. um, in 2009. Um, I believe you were the age of like a couple of years before, like 15. Yeah, I was, you? I was, and you were I think I was 15. drafted in as a net bowler um, and struck on the on the. I was on the ear, on yeah. Talk me through what happened. Well, I just so I was helping England. Uh, How did that opportunity first come around as well? Well, I'd been working in like the England sort of youth setup, and you know it was just an opportunity that England were getting ready for the World Cup. And they wanted some left armers to come in, so there was me and a few others. We came in to sort of help uh, the batsmen get used to the angles of, of a left armer. And yeah, I, I remember I did it for two days. I stayed up um, at Loughborough. Um, I had a really good first day. I think you know, or you know, to maybe turn some heads or impress some people. And on the second day, did more of the same, and I, I bowled quite nicely. And yeah, I got to my last ball and my my spell in the nets, and your very last one. Yeah, so so you know one ball away from from escaping unscathed. But then, um, I just remember I was going to bowl a Yorker, and Kevin ran down the wicket, and he sort of met it on a full toss and hit it straight back at me. And yeah, it was it was a clean hit on the ear. And I just I just remember, um, I had to, obviously I was fifteen, but I was sort of six foot three six four or something and uh, I got sent to Les Leicester Children's Hospital and all okay. the beds were so small and, and I was the only one in there with my feet hanging off the end at, at 15 but no it was, it was a great experience those two days and unfortunately that's sort of what those two days are sort of remembered for. And is Kevin Peterson I believe one of your heroes? Yeah I mean you ask anyone my age that grew up watching cricket that Kevin Peterson was was their hero. He, he sort of the man that captivated my generation in terms of cricket um, and, and you can tell that he sort of left his mark because it's a guy bringing out all the documentaries about how you know amazing he was and, and how great his career was so yeah he was definitely a hero of mine when I was growing up but you know I couldn't transfer any more batting skills to, to match his at all so um, yeah, I definitely looked up to him when I was, I was going through the ranks. And you mentioned your batting skills there. Hasn't developed as such <laughs> as you would have probably hoped? Nah, honestly, it's just... It's tough. You just try hard, but unfortunately I'll have to wear a few, you know, on the helmet or, um, or in the chest or something, but I'm just there to stick around for the other guy and try and get, get him the strike and, and he can score the runs. <laughs> so, moving forward in 2015, you moved counties to Hampshire yeah first of all leaving you know the county which you basically like yeah. developed and grew up was that a hard decision of course, I mean yeah it's always a hard decision because it's your home first and foremost and and you've got your family and friends and a whole like um, support network around you and um, moving to Hampshire it was you know I think it was a really good opportunity um, I, I definitely don't regret leaving Essex because... The opportunity maybe to play more games, better wicket, well, it's, staffing. It's, it's, the wicket is, is a big thing. Um, you play at a test ground, which I think anyone who in the county circuit that, that scores runs or takes wickets at a test arena is 
holds more value, I think, um, rightly or wrongly. But I think that is, you know, something that does happen. And um, yeah, I mean, Hampshire were a very successful one-day side when I joined them. And um, I mean, we got one trophy in the, in the one-day competition while I was there. Um, no, I, I, I think the decision to have a back surgery and leave Hampshire was a very good one there. And in 2015, you also got your opportunity with England. Mm. Um, your first T20 was against Australia and then followed on the, your ODI debut. Did you feel again ready at that opportunity or was it just you just went with it? No, I, I, I did feel ready. Um, it was a really good uh, few months in my career where I actually always look, even now I look back to when I was 21 and what I was doing so well at that point um, as sort of like a reference to know when I am in form and when I'm not in form. Um, and also, if I'm having a bad time, I look back to that time when I was you know, playing international cricket that you know, this is what I need and this is how I feel when I'm at my best. Um, so I, I, mean, I, did, I did absolutely feel ready. Um, I was just gutted that you know, I got some injuries towards um, the last few games that I played, which... Yeah, you played 10 ODIs yeah. and six T20s. Mm. So, you know, for anyone representing their country, it's, it must be a tremendous like, feeling. Yeah. Um, no, it, was, it yeah. was brilliant, but I'm definitely looking forward to adding to those. That's, that's one thing that I'm you know, committed and I'm, that, that's what drives me, is that you know, I've played 16 times, but you know, I'm not settling for that. I want, I want more. Um, because there's no, no greater honour in cricket than to represent your country. You mentioned injuries that you were involved in the T20 uh, World Cup. Um, mm. You played a couple of games. Uh, so the England team actually got to the final. You played a couple of games, but unfortunately were, were dropped for the latter part of the tournament. Yeah. First of all, um, the team as a whole getting to the final and going through that whole journey. How mm. was that? Yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, I think the, the, you know the team did change throughout the tournament, and, and that obviously getting to the final that was for the better. So you can't really complain or, or look back and uh, you know regret choices or or you know spit feathers over why you weren't playing because you know I, I was out of the team. But then um, the results started to come for us, which which is brilliant, and, and and that's that's all you want as a player. You want you know you you can sacrifice yourself for the for the better of the team. I, I wasn't particularly bowling very well either, so. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember who came in to take my place, but it was obviously the right decision. And, and sometimes you just have to sort of man up and, and take that on the chin sometimes in sport. And looking on at the final itself, did you guys think it was in the bag before um, a certain Mr. Yeah, Brathwaite? I, I, I do remember it. I, I do remember um, And Ben Stokes over. getting hit for, what was it, five sixes? Yeah. But, you know, that, that, that was obviously an unfortunate event, but... I mean, if you look where Stokes has gone from there, I, I, I do think that there's, there's moments like that, that in someone's career that do, you know, almost ch change your career or, or like define you. And that, and that moment from then, he, I, I don't think he's looked back. He's just gone from strength to strength. So um, I, th I think that's almost harsh. And, and obviously we didn't want that result, but for for his personal point, he, you know, he's been unbelievable since then. And 
it came, I think you came back from that tournament and found that you actually had a stress fracture mm. of, of the back. Um, so you must have been going into that tournament with a, with a lot of pain as well. Uh, or was that or was that a reason why you you know you said you just didn't perform as mm. much as well as you th would have? Or? Well, when I got back from that World Cup, um, it was a bit up in the air whether or not I was going to have some rest or not. Um, but for one reason or another, I didn't have any rest, and I ended up breaking my hand in my first game for Hampshire while while batting. Um, and then I had that time off, obviously mending my broken hand. Um, but then, unfortunately, like because because I didn't bowl for so long because of the hand injury, um, things that were going on in my back sort of changed, and, and, and it's hard to explain that when you're bowling, your your body sort of active and, and there's all sorts of things going on in your back but because you're always working it um, it's almost like hot if that makes sense but then when when you stop bowling and, um, and and you sort of have some rest time like I did through my hand injury you, my, my my back or this this um, fracture site in in my back got cold so then it became sort of symptomatic and very painful which um, unfortunately led to me missing the rest of that season. So how long were you actually out for in total? Um, well, I was out till uh, probably. Well, I started bowling again in December, but unfortunately, I had you know a shoulder injury where I'd torn some um, some tendons in my shoulder, or is it ligaments? Something I tore something in my shoulder, and I had to have an operation in January for that. But then, thankfully, I didn't miss the next season, so you know I was glued back together and uh, ready to go for the season after. And then you moved on to Sussex. Yeah. Um, what was your decision making behind that? Well, you it, said you wanted to play at, at a test ground mm. uh, in Hampshire. Yeah. Well, to be honest, because of my the back injuries. injury, you miss a lot of cricket as yeah. well. Um, but it, I think if I stayed at Hampshire, it, you know, I, I was looking at sort of no way out. In my in my personal view, I was looking at. I'll never ever get out of this cycle of, you know, trying to come back, then having an injury, trying to come back, and then have, I was never going to break it. And and you know, if you do the same thing over and over again, and you expect different results, you know, that's a bit. It's a bit of a. Do you believe then it was kind of the strength and conditioning coaches at the club? Yeah. Or well, I, I don't. You, I don't want to point fingers or anything because it's it's gone. It's happened. But what I look back quite proudly on myself. And, and I, don't, I haven't done this a lot in my career, but like one thing that I've, you know, and it's not to do with cricket, is that how, you know, I took it upon myself to to leave Hampshire and then go it on my own, not attached to a county for for six seven months and have surgery and get myself right, um, you know, and I, and I did it as a young off man. My back. That's a brave move, you know, mm. you know, in terms of like security as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't obviously getting paid and, um, uh, you know, I, I did feel like... Was, it, was that your own decision or did you have people around you kind of guiding you as well? No, it was, it was my own decision because, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's tricky because a lot of people would say, well, surely you'd need specialists. Well, I, I had specialists and I had the surgeon working very tightly with me and he was unbelievable. Um, and so I had the surgery, I think, in August, and then I caught up with him again in uh, December, 
and he said, look, it's, it's healed, it's done, it's done really well. You're not quite out the woods because that new bone that's formed is quite, um, it's not as robust as it, if you'd been bowling uh, for years and your bone sort of adjusts and gets thicker and grows with it. Um, so I had to sort of be careful about, you know, easing myself back into bowling to make sure that it was, it was hard again and um, ready for the, the rigours of like a county season. Um, so I went to Victoria and I just bowled at the nets at um, the Victorian cricket team, which was an unbelievable opportunity and, and luckily I had one of my best friends working in the big bash as an operations manager, so he managed to sort that out for me. Um, and to be honest, from a point where I didn't know if I was going to play cricket again, you know, going to Australia for those three months, it made me fall in love with it all over again and it made me really care about my next step in cricket again and you know I was back bowling with no pain whether I was bowling well or not I didn't I didn't really care it was just the fact that I was playing again and I was because when I was in pain you know I'd struggled to sleep the night before a training session because I know how painful the next day would be and I'd get that sort of this anxiety about what I was having to go through the next day so yeah, it was a horrible time, but I just look back, and, and that's where I say I look back and I think how, how proud I am that I took it upon my shoulders and, and, and I got myself back playing from from there, you know, on, on my own pretty much. Yeah, a lot has happened in terms of how many surgeries have you actually had in total? Well, I've only, I've only, only had, yeah, I've only had the 20s. one on my back, um, but, I, you know, I, that, I could have had that a few times because I, I had so many stress fractures, but the problem is... How many stress fractures? So I've only ever had two. But the problem is they've never healed properly. Healed properly okay. So that so they, I had one and that didn't heal properly and it went again and then I had another one and this was a different area and then that didn't heal again. So I've only actually had two and uh, you know, it's just disappointing that they didn't, you know, fix the first time round and then I'd have had so much more playing time behind me and, and I had a lot more games under my belt at this point. So you touched on there, you feared that you might not play again. Was there ever kind of a backup in your mind that you'd fall um, back on or was it just something that uh, you were just in the moment I, I honestly don't know what there, there was so you're a young man you're only yeah. 25 now so a lot has happened yeah no it, well I'm about to start my 10th 10th year in the game um, to be honest I did feel when I was in Hampshire I did feel that there, there was times where I was in pain and, and everything was going on I thought I, I don't was it want to play worth, cricket yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I'm, I'm done with it and I came to terms with it but so that coaching or something was never in the back of your mind as no, I, I don't think I'd be a very good coach to be honest um, but it, yeah I mean th there was times where I, I didn't want to play cricket just because of how I, how I was feeling in my in my body and I'd look at all my friends and, and they were a lot happier but they sort of looked at me and said well, you're playing professional sport you're living the dream but I wasn't the a lot of people don't know yeah. yeah so yeah I, I mean I, I wouldn't fall back on something in cricket I, th I think that once I'm done with cricket I have other interests and I'd love to pursue other things okay so and then going back to your playing you know, your current playing now you moved on to Sussex hmm. um, how do you look back at your time there oh, Sussex. you're one of the great Australian yeah. Jason Gillespie yeah, I, I loved my time at Sussex. Um, it, ca it came about and it was a very unique situation because, 
you know, of what I was going through. And, and to be honest, there was once I was out of contract with with Hampshire, there was you know other avenues and there was other teams that that offered me contracts. But any, I feel any like you would care to mention or no, <laughs> I can't. But then what what was happened is that I. You know, I think I needed the time alone where I had no pressure because often when you're employed by someone, that you know they're th of the thinking we're paying you and we're getting no return because you're injured. Sure. So like, there's a, a time limit on, or, or you know, it's, it's like a, a countdown clock of when you can play again. And you know, if you want to take an extra month to make sure everything's totally right, you know, I, I did feel it was sort of frowned upon. But so I, I went down the route of not being paid, and. The opportunity at Hampshire came around, uh, Sussex, sorry, came around when I was in Australia and... Uh, so what year was that? 20... That was last winter. Last winter. Last winter when I was in Australia and Jason Gillespie called me up and, and he was like, look, there's no rush, you can just play when you're ready. And um, no, un unfortunately... Did you have people come, come, come and see you down no, there or was no. it just a... I literally... knew your talent from here? Um, well, I, th I think every, a lot of counties sort of viewed it as a bit of a risk to sign me, to be honest, and, and maybe they did as well. Um, but, you know, I had the confidence that I would get myself ready. And, you know, I was told once that I wouldn't play four-day cricket again, and I played two games last year. And, and for me, that was a massive victory. And, you know, a lot of it's down to the support of the, the Sussex physios, because I, I, th I felt they were unbelievable for me. They were really good to work with. Um, and obviously I missed still half the year last year because I wasn't quite ready. I, I don't think that I, you know, I could have played, but I don't think I would have given the best version of me out in the middle. Um, so that's why I took the b bit extra time just to make sure that I was 100% um, going to give, you know, the best version of me out on the field. So then why did you, you leave Sussex? Got to the end of the season and. Um, so you played two county championship games. Yeah. You played how, how many one days? I play, uh, almost all the T20s. All, all the yeah. Trainer, yeah. Um, le leaving Sussex. I mean, it wasn't an easy choice because I had obviously. Was it a short term contract? That yeah, you had I, I, was, I was signed basically till the end of the season, so for however many months. And. Um, was an offer on the table to stay? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it, but. You know, a few days had passed after the my contract had ended, and and um, you know I was sort of waiting. But then, you know, I, I spoke to Alex Stewart at Surrey, and you know what he put across to me appealed massively. And I think that it was a great matchup of expectations and ambitions as a club, um, and and I think it married up quite well. So that's that was the thinking behind that that move, to be honest. And you said that you know your ambition is to break into the England side yeah. at some point. You obviously feel that Surrey are the best club to kind of foster that. Yeah, um, it's not only that. It's, it's you have to take into account that playing at the Oval for half your games at home is, is an unbelievable experience. It's probably the you know closest to an international experience you can get playing county cricket. Um, the setup is is renowned to be very good, um, so I just can't wait to to get going there. To be honest, and you got picked for the for the hundred as well, mm. um, the Oval Invincibles. Yeah, uh, was that a surprise to you? Um, 
I think you were a 60k pick. Yeah, no, I, I, I can be honest, and I, I don't think this comes across as arrogant, but I went into that. I'd have been disappointed if I wasn't picked, because I think that what I showed this year is that I do still have the ability, you know, to bowl well at the death, bowl well up top. So, you know, I, I did hope that I was going to be picked, but I was on holiday in Dubai at the time, so I was actually asleep while it was going on. Um, but I woke up obviously and saw some good news. messages, yeah. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's it's something that's very exciting. I can't wait to be a part of it because I think. I just want to say, there's been a few traditionalists, I would mm. say, um, you know, not backing it as such, um, but from a player's yeah. perspective, something that you're relishing. Yeah, um, who who wouldn't? It, it's it's going to. I think it will grow the game just because of the fact that it's going to be on free-to-air TV. So. Anyone that opposes it, I don't really see the, the thinking, and I, I don't think anyone else can, that oppose, like that is against it. I don't, I don't really see how you you can't see the benefits of the more money in the game, and that money can be spent so many different ways in, in the grassroots. It can be, you know, the facilities are improved, and also, you know, the county payouts are, are going to go to. Um, the count, so you, you can actually get first-class players that are going to be paid more. So I, I, I don't see how it's a bad thing, to be honest, in my opinion. And your just going back to your Surrey contract, is that just a white ball only contract, or is it? Um, yeah, it's based around white ball, but there's, um, you know, I, I'm not out of contention. You still to play. want to play Red Bull? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. And I wanted to play Red Bull even more ever since. I remember sitting down at a table and someone said that they don't think I could play Red Bull cricket or four-day cricket again. And then that, for me, I play or, or I want to play every Red Bull game sort of in spite of them. Or like when someone said that I couldn't do it, it makes me really, really want to work hard and obviously do it. So. What is your preferred form of the game then? Um, I just love all of it, especially as a bowler. I don't think a lot changes. It doesn't matter what colour the ball is or the, what colour your clothes are. You've got a chance to get a wicket when, when you're running in. It doesn't matter who the batsman is or what the you know, context of the game is. If you've got a ball in your hand and a wicket in front of you, you've got a chance to get a wicket. So I, I just, I love, and obviously having that missed so much opportunity to bowl, I, I really relish just running in and trying to get anyone out, whoever it is and whatever the format of the game, to be honest. And who's the kind of the best players that you played with, mm. um, in your opinion? Um, best players I've played with, I'd say the funnest guy to play with is in just like makes everything fun is, is Chris Jordan. He just makes everything. Obviously, he's an unbelievable fielder, great batter, and um, great bowler. So, you know, playing with him is genuinely really really enjoyable. Um, but then there's Different aspects you can look at it as in talent-wise. I remember playing with Martin Guptill, uh, playing against Martin Guptill, and it was a four-day game, and he was just unbelievable. It's, right yeah, there. it's like you have no answer for him, and and I remember thinking, you know, this is proper. This is you know superhuman. Um, yeah, but I remember playing against Australia when I was younger um, in a tour game, and I think they had Brett Lee and Pat Cummins opening the bowling. And we got skittled, so I came back and had to face Brett Lee and Pat Cummins, and 
and uh, obviously he was a lot back Cummins was a lot younger then but so sharp he, yeah he was awesome and then you had Brett Lee at the other end who was who was brilliant as well um, yeah but they're, they're, they're the beauty of the tourist games because you get to compare yourself against you know people that are on the international circuit and in terms of like the best captains that you've been under yeah who's who's kind of um, inspired you guided you yeah in the change room etc um, I was fortunate to play with obviously Owen Morgan as, as, as my captain and yeah he's what is he like you know there's a lot of um, yeah. there's a lot said about him mm. his influence in the 2019 yeah. triumph as such but he um, take me into the dressing room as such so he, he He's he's just a, gr a great bloke first and foremost, and he, he, and then on a cricket cricket side of things, he's just so calm. Like the ball could be flying everywhere, but you look at him and and he's not bothered because yeah, you can wrestle it back. Whereas I, th I think you play with some captains and and they show a lot of emotion. If you get hit for a four, and they start you know arms going everywhere, it you know it's not good for the on the doesn't look good. Uh, for the team if, if the captain's sort of throwing the toys everywhere but he's never like that he's always so calm and he's always uh, got plan A, B, C covered so he's always prepared um, I think it's, it's very simple as well everything he talks to you about is very simple and another thing is that he, he does listen which is really good I remember times where I've run plans with him and then he sort of says yeah you know, if that's what you're going to do you're, you're the one bowling it I back you and uh, no, so that, I think he's just brilliant, and uh, he's a great cricket mind. And um, I think I think they're sort of once you, when you come across them, you, you can really see how they affect the game with with their tactics and 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 how they want to play the game. And and you can see on such a massive scale how meticulous his planning was up to winning a World Cup, the whole journey from the start and then to actually winning it, um, what a journey that was and, and he w is very much so responsible for it and, and he was unbelievable. And you know for the season ahead now for yourself, is it just a case of staying fit, um, Yeah. contributing? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a strange one for me because my goals aren't you know, in, in the value of runs and wickets my goal is just to stay fit or be available to be picked in every game for next season. Um, if I do that, I think I'll do, I'll do well. Um, but it, it's, it's difficult for me because, you know, a bowler might sit here and go, well, I want to get 50 wickets next year or I want to get this amount of wickets next year. But for me, if I'm available for every game, I think the rest sort of takes care of itself. Um, that's been the biggest burden on my, on my short career so far, is being out there as, uh, not as often as I should be. Um, so I and have you to said like in the off season. Sorry, in the off season, um, you know, previously, you know, you talked about your body being cold, and that's kind of like injuries mm. happening. So in this off season, what are you doing to ensure that you hit um, the ground running as such? Um, I, th I think the big thing is. Do you have your own program? Are you liaising? Are you working closely with Surrey? Yeah. Well, I'm about to start my first day there tomorrow with Surrey, so there'll be a plan put together. Um, but one thing that I, I have done, and um, I, th I think it's been a big learning curve for me, is that 
sometimes it's okay to do nothing and like just rest and, and let everything um, recover and, and yeah and whereas when I was younger I used to just you know there's 24 hours in a day every hour needs to be spent like improving myself or, or getting myself better whereas I, I don't take that uh, outlook anymore I, I, I do value doing nothing and, and resting a, a lot more I've, I've had the last sort of six weeks or so off and I'm, I'm itching to bowl again I'm itching to you know do something which which is good and I probably wouldn't have had that before I, I'd have been spending six weeks you know trying to get fitter or trying to get stronger or trying to improve whereas yeah I, th I think that's one thing I've learned is that sometimes it's okay just to put your feet up and, and, and rest and do nothing so